Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Welcome to Spiritual Queen's Badass Podcast, the number one spirituality podcast on iTunes. My name is Emma Mumford and I'm your host. I'm the UK's leading law of attraction expert, award-winning life coach, two times best-selling author, manifestation YouTuber, speaker, and badass spiritual queen. I'm here to help you awaken and turn your dream life into an abundant reality and help you create your positively wealthy life full of happiness, abundance, and joy. I do this through sharing the power of law of attraction and spirituality. I hope my podcast will inspire you to raise your game and start living your best life today. Without further ado, let's get started with this week's episode. So thank you so much, gorgeous souls, for joining me for another one of my Spiritual Queen's Badass Podcast episodes today. Today, we are joined by the wonderful Kirsty Gallagher. Kirsty, if you don't know, is a Sunday Times bestselling author and leading voice in modern day spirituality and soul-led personal development. She is renowned for making ancient mystical practices accessible and easily woven into everyday life. Kirsty has created a worldwide community through her lunar living and sacred season teachings, which helps people live back in alignment with natural cycles and connect to their inner wisdom, power, authenticity, and purpose. Welcome to the show, Kirsty. How are you doing? Really good, thank you. Thank you for that lovely intro as well. My pleasure. I have read all of your books and I was so excited to get you on the podcast finally because Sacred Seasons really spoke to me in a way that a book hasn't spoken to me in a long while. So I was like, oh, we need to dive into this together on the podcast. So I'm so excited to talk all things seasons. And obviously when this episode is coming out, it's close to the autumn equinox. So I'm sure everybody listening today is going to get tons of fantastic advice all on what we can expect with the autumn equinox. But before we dive into all of that goodness, Kirsty, a question that I love to ask every guest who comes on is, when did you spiritually awaken? What's your story? I'm not sure that I have yet. Um, <laughs> I think, so there's a couple of, I guess, really key turning points in life that I can always point to. I was always different when I was younger. I never, I was always a why child. I'll do anything as long as I know why, why, why. And a lot of the kind of, I guess, traditional corporate world and everything didn't really make a lot of sense to me. And then my best friend died in our kind of um, 20s. And it was such a powerful turning point of being at her funeral and realizing that that could have been me. And in that moment, just really having a, a really strong urge to kind of 
live my life for her. So all those little things I've been scared of where, you know, like I've been in a, a really incredible relationship, but it just wasn't really going anywhere. It just wasn't kind of right at that time. But you stay, you stick it out. You worry about what if I leave, there might never be anybody else. The job I was doing wasn't a job I wanted to do for the rest of my life. But you stay in the security, you know, it's a good job. And suddenly all those little things that you worry about in life became so irrelevant when faced with death. And I speak about this a lot, but death is one of the biggest catalysts for life. When someone close to you, especially someone young, dies, it gives us all that real urge to actually live, to realise how, and this is why sacred seasons are so beautiful, because it helps us to suddenly see how half a year's gone by. And it's like, but what have you done in that half a year? Are you still in the same job and relationship you weren't happy in six months ago? Time passes us by so quickly. And so her death was that real reminder of we're not all here forever. And if that had been me, what legacy would I have wanted to have left? Would I wanted to be able to say I just trundled along every day? I call it TikTok, like TikTok, TikTok through life. I wanted to say I'd lived. And so I went home after her funeral and on the day of her funeral and I broke up with my boyfriend and I moved out on the same day. And I made the promise to myself then that I was going to go to India and become a yoga teacher and it did take me about two years to do that. And I speak about this quite on a regular basis as well, because, you know, sometimes we have to go through that period of waiting. And I remember I'd sit on the toilet every day and work and I'd cry and I'd say to the universe, why are you not helping me? I want to go to India. I know what I want. I want to help people and you're not helping me. But I realize now, had I gone two years sooner, I wouldn't be sat here now talking to you. There were things I needed to learn. There was ways in which I needed to grow. There were things I needed to experience in that time. So that whole period around her death and the few years that followed were absolutely life-changing for me. Um, And then sure enough, went to India, lived there for a year. And that again was a very big spiritual awakening traveling India on my own as a woman was a very big spiritual awakening um so I guess they're the key moments I'd really I'd really look to that changed me Mm. and of course they would and what a gift for your friend to leave you that blessing of that epiphany of you can do things differently have that confidence to you know walk the path that you really want to walk. So that's incredible that, you know, your friend's passing really triggered that awakening of sorts. And as many guests say here on this podcast, you know, I'm still awakening. I have multiple awakenings. So (laughs) that's it with the spiritual journey. You're like, we're doing this again. Like, have we not done this already? So it's just a constant, no one said it was going to be easy, right? But it's worth it. (laughs) It's so worth it, definitely. So how did we get from this Kirsty who's just broken up with her partner, you've moved out, you're kind of wanting, you know you want to help people. How did we get from that Kirsty to the best selling author that we see today? So I guess those few years, as I mentioned, when I knew I wanted to go to India, I, I really dove deep. I was very into so I mean I've been in this world though for decades, you know, even prior to meeting um the ex, I had already become a crystal healer and aggressional therapist. So towards the time when you normally go into a traditional corporate role, I I was in corporate, but I knew there was something else. I knew there was something more. And so I I did Reiki. I became a regressional therapist. I became a crystal healer long before it was all fashionable things to do. Um, I worked with angels. I worked with spirit guides, all of these different things I was learning about and exploring 
and none of it was quite it none of it quite gave me everything that I was looking for and then I found yoga I did a and it sounds really you know people are oh whatever I did one yoga class and the feeling I got in that class of that kind of mind body soul connection just something in me changed and then what I loved about yoga was that yoga gave me an answer to every question what I love about yoga to this day is it's the philosophy there's a rich philosophy around yoga that is beyond just the physical handstands that you see across social media yoga is it's a lifestyle it's a philosophy and so I knew then I wanted to become a yoga teacher but I knew I wanted to go to India I wanted to go to where yoga came from I wanted to go and really immerse myself and so in those couple of years then as I was kind of waiting to go I was deep in spiritual practices in self-study in learning and growing and expanding in as many different ways as I could. And then I went and lived in India for a year um, and it was the most incredible experience. I did my teacher training. They then asked me to teach classes at the yoga school I trained at, so I stayed out there. And then I'm a big believer in when you are brave enough to follow that path, when you're brave enough to say yes. And so I know I had a really good job at the time. I worked in marketing and PR in travel and it it was a great job. And my family and my grandparents in particular, God bless them, were like, she's mental, what's she doing? You don't quit a good job to go off to India. And even on the day I left work, I know that most people are like, there's something wrong with her. But deep down, 50% of them probably at least wish that they were brave enough to do what I was doing, you know. And I do think when you are brave enough to to walk the road less traveled, to say yes to the things that make no logical sense. When the rest of the world is trying to build their career path and we've got to do this now to get to where we want to be and we're working our way to the top, I was barefoot wandering around India. The universe really, though, I believe supports you along that journey. And so even coming back was a a wonderful experience. By the end of my first week back, I had five classes you know, the, the synchronicities, the way everything fell into place was just beautiful. And then I taught yoga for a couple of years and realized, again, there was a little discomfort within me. And there was a part of me then that got a bit cross with myself because I was like, you've got what you wanted. Why are you unhappy? But I realized that I also love to travel and I was missing the travel element. So then I started teaching just purely retreats for five years. I just traveled and taught retreats. And then I moved to London and I was doing corporate and private yoga. And then I was, I guess, very, very lucky in the fact that my publishers approached me. So I went to do a talk at Women's Health Live and my publishers are in the audience and they approached me. And to be fair, I had been writing the book behind the scenes just quite, I'd always known I wanted to write a book, always. Um, So behind the scenes, I've been starting to do a lot of chapters. And if I did write the book about the moon, what would it be? And so then they approached me. And then, you know, the book came out of what many people would consider the worst time possible. We'd just gone into the first lockdown and it became a Sunday Times bestseller three times. It was needed at that time. And so I suppose it's just been a constantly evolving journey of just continuing to say yes, continuing to do things that perhaps sometimes make no logical sense and just allowing myself to be guided along that path. And what's really beautiful now is that that crystal healing course I did 20 odd years ago came back around when the crystal book came out. So it's almost like 
many people sometimes look at what we're doing and they're like, I want to do that. And I'm like, that's brilliant. And of course you can, but this is 20 odd years in the making of the study and learning all of these different things that I do now weave into everything I do. So you could even look back and think, well, doing the crystal course was a waste of time. It wasn't. Everything always comes back around and it all adds up to making you who you become. Um, mm. And I still don't quite feel like I'm there yet. I feel like I'm still becoming. I feel like there's so much more, but I'm equally very grateful for where I am now. Mm. I love that. I love that. And what a journey as well. And it's so true because... Um, you know, in my history, in my past, I had a, a separate business 10 years ago, which was all about like couponing and money savings, like very different to what I do today. And, you know, I always thought, you know, well, what was the point of that? Like, how did it even tie into my purpose now? But I'm like, actually, 100% it did, because I still teach money, just manifesting money and, you know, money mindset now in a spiritual way. But also, it taught me the skills to be able to run a business. It taught me the skills to show up online. It taught me the skills to, you know, work with the press and things like that. So, you know, everything was so valuable, even if we can't see it at that specific moment in time. Definitely. I love that. Um, so let's talk about your new book then, Sacred Seasons. Yes, I absolutely am loving this book. I haven't finished it all just because I want to read it when I'm in that season. So I remember it. <laughs> but I've pretty much read half of it already up until the summer solstice. And I just think this is such an incredible book, which has just brought, you know, for me, having read so many spiritual books over the years, for me, one of my goals this year is to connect more back to nature and connect more to the season. So this book literally got added to my bar it as soon as it was up for pre-order because I was like yes finally a book on nature a book on seasons but in your words Kirsty, what are the sacred seasons and how do these impact our life so nature's always been one of my biggest teachers and I honestly believe that whenever we need an answer to something we just need to look to nature we make life so complicated as humans and we've over the past decades centuries We've tried to mould ourselves into this very linear world where we think everything should be the same all day, every day, and we should be the same all day, every day. And we've also really, and, and I do use the word arrogant, but I think in a very arrogant way, we wander around as humans going, oh, nature doesn't affect me. The planets don't affect me. The moon doesn't affect me. And it's like, it, that's wild to me that we've disconnected so far from what we're part of. And I talk about this a little bit in the book, but we are made of stardust. That's not me just being woo-woo and trying to make up some woo-woo thing of like, we're made of stardust, but the atoms in our bodies are scientifically proven to have come from stars. We came from the same life force energy that creates everything in nature. And I honestly believe that many of our problems and struggles in life come from us trying to fight against a natural rhythm of flow. Everything in life, apart from humans, adheres to this just beautiful natural rhythm and flow and seasons and cycles and so when we can start to align first of all once more to nature seasons and we can just begin to look outside of our window and go oh that tree that had leaves it now doesn't okay and we can start to really um, connect to the natural world around us again life becomes different and then it also helps us to be able to move through the seasons in our own life because we go through seasons the highs are never going to be high forever, the same as the lows are never going to be low forever. And if the highs were high forever, we would stop appreciating them. So when we can begin to realize that everything in life has that rhythm and flow, we can begin to enjoy 
the low lows in the same way we enjoy the high highs, understanding that this is all just a beautiful part of the tapestry of life. And nature really helps us to do that. So it helps us then to not go into complete meltdown when we're in a bit of a a void moment or a wilderness moment or a time when things don't feel like they're growing. We don't go into that same meltdown because we look at nature in winter and everything in nature appears like it's dead in winter. There's nothing there. There's nothing growing. But underneath the surface in nature in winter, everything is gathering nutrients all of the nutrients are being gathered, the stores are being gathered, the energy is being gathered to grow again come the spring. So we can start to just be in those void times with that knowing of what do I need to gather? Where do I need to nurture myself and look after myself so I can grow again when it's time? So connecting to nature and seasons and cycles, I truly believe just helps us to live a more beautiful life in connection with the way that life wants to live itself through us. Like we're a soul having a human experience. Life wants to live itself through us. And there's only us that gets in the way of that. Mm. So, so true. And, um, you know, in the manifestation community and, you know, a lot of questions that I get asked a lot from people is, you know, I don't feel high vibe all the time. I don't feel motivated. I've gone into this funk where I'm kind of going inwards and I'm not feeling motivated, but actually I'm learning loads from this experience. But Emma, I feel so guilty for like not being outwards, summer action energy. But like you say, it's impossible to be in that space. You don't see like you never see trees at full bloom all the time. You never see them moon constantly full all the time nature just understands and I think when we allow ourselves that understanding and also that it's in those times that we do learn the most we don't necessarily learn the most when it's full bloom and everything's working perfectly because we don't really pay attention it's the times our back is against the wall it's the times we're on our hands and knees that's when we're digging in that's when we're learning that's when we're growing that's when we're gathering those resources and nutrients that we're going to need to be able to then step into what's next and equally that what's next we're constantly need to be allowing things versions of ourselves to die away so something you can be reborn versions of the work we do to die away so it can be reborn everything the more we cut things back sometimes and let what needs to fall away fall away the more space is created for something new and so I really wanted to just get that across in an easy to follow book I really pride myself as you said at the beginning so beautifully on taking what can be sometimes weird and mystical and just making it really real and relatable so like in my life with my kids or my family or my job how can I still begin to take this wisdom and use it Mm, and you absolutely do that and more in the book because I think sometimes like you say especially of if someone new to spirituality is picking up that book you know they're probably gonna think it's quite woo woo to work with the seasons or do these little rituals and things so I love that you make it really accessible for people because then people are more likely to follow through with it and more likely to think ah of course that makes sense of course you know that resonates in my life but what you were saying there just makes total sense because I think nature has taught me the most about surrendering and I always say you know like the trees don't go ah when the leaves are falling off like don't leave don't go you know they just let those leaves fall and I think you know we forget that things being you know dying away like you say that cycle ending doesn't mean that that's it there's no more abundance no more love no more money no more whatever coming you know exactly exactly and that's so beautiful I mean we're we're at the autumn equinox now and this podcast comes out and so what people I love nothing more then going standing in the middle of a park and just watching the leaves fall from the trees. Because as you say, there's no drama. 
that tree is not clinging on going, well, there might not be another leaf and no more leaves might come. I better hold on to this one. What will happen if I let go of the leaves? There's not even a sound. Nature doesn't even make a sound. Nature just at the right time, at the exact moment, just and it's gone. And that leaf just falling beautifully to the ground. It's it's one of the most powerful analogies in nature and in the colours in autumn. Mm. Nature shows us the beauty of letting go. It's not just letting go, but it's the beauty of letting go with those oranges and golds and reds. Like nature at that time is is just beautiful. Um, and also just to give you something, if people want to work with something after the autumn equinox as well, Halloween, our ancestors would use Halloween. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Sawain as the new year. So Halloween was the Celtic new year because our ancestors understood that new beginnings didn't happen when the new thing came. New beginnings started with the endings, with the allowing things to die away, with going beneath the earth, resting, regenerating, renewing, gathering everything that you needed. And so our ancestors very, very deeply understood this, that even a new beginning doesn't start when you've got the thing. It starts with the dying away, with the raising it all to the ground, with the with the nothingness. And that's the fertile earth that the new beginning can grow from. And so even in that, you know, we're always looking for new things, new beginnings, but we only see it when it's there. If we could hold the understanding that, a new beginning does start with the autumn equinox. It starts with looking at what do I need to shed? What do I need to release? What am I holding on to that's not serving me anymore? What am I gripping and clinging and controlling? Where am I holding on? And how can I, with the grace of nature, and if you need help with that, go and stand and watch the trees. It's honestly one of, I could spend hours hours watching it's one of the most inspiring things you'll ever witness watch the watch the leaves moving around on the breeze what can I let go of and then as we move then over that period then towards towards Halloween and then we go into the depths of winter this is where then we are 
we're going inwards. So the autumn equinox is that moment where we start to withdraw our energy from the outside world. It's a moment of gratitude where we look at what have I enjoyed over spring and summer? What have I grown in my life? What have I manifested? What have I created? How can I be really grateful for all this growth and all these experiences and everything that's been out there in the world over the past few months? And where do I now need to be able to start to draw myself back in again? Where do I need to start to gather my own energy back and begin the 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 turn inwards this is where we go from the outward facing of the sun run we start to turn inwards to nurture our inner world again our intuition again our deep wants and needs very often over summer everything gets abandoned we're just like it's summer and we're traveling and we're saying yes to things we're outside and we're busy but a lot gets abandoned over summer so what did we abandon where did we perhaps lose ourselves over summer and so this turning point is the it's the turning back towards yourself, back to the wisdom within. Um, and so it's one of my favorite times of year. I love it. Mm. And it definitely holds so much magic and so many lessons, like you say. So, um, yeah, thank you for sharing all those tips, because this is going to be perfect for this time of year for us to do. And, and look at that control, like you say. So, Kirsty, how can we use the seasons and nature to manifest our desires then? So we can so what I, I, I just add a bit of lunar living in here so obviously the nature seasons are a little bit longer when we look at all of this combined we've got this beautiful way of following the moon the seasons to really stay in flow and for many people so we're kind of recording this about the midway point of the year and I don't know about anyone else but this first half of the year has gone so quick it goes so quick and it's it's a checking point. It's sometimes a jarring checking point where we sit there and I've asked people a lot over the past few days and weeks to look at where you were at the start of this year, the traditional year. And when you came into this year being like, oh, I'm going to make this happen and I'm going to do this this year. Like, how's that going? Because very often we've forgotten our resolutions by February, like we've abandoned them, they're long gone, they're forgotten. We've just got into TikTok again. We've got into like TikTok in our way through life. When we get to sit and look at a midway point of the year and go, wow, that's half the year gone. And like what Sharon taught me, we're not getting that time back again. We now get to look at where do I want to be at the end of this year and what do I need to be doing now to make sure I get there? And so when we start to work with seasons, we get to realize moon after moon. So when we follow a lunar cycle, we would set intentions on a new moon. And so on a new moon, we would set the intention of this is what I want to manifest. This is what I want to create. We've got two weeks then as the moon waxes and gets bigger in the sky. And as the moon is getting bigger and she's shining and she's bright and she's out there, we do the same. So we use the moon's energy to say yes, to put ourselves out there, to write the CV, to apply for the job, to look for the new house, to go out a lot more if we're looking for the relationship. Whatever it might be, we use those two weeks to just say yes and do everything that we can. When we get a full moon two weeks later, the full moon illuminates where we are in our life. And so the full moon will illuminate where we perhaps got in our own way. So where we didn't say yes to that invite because we were scared that no one had talked to us or we didn't apply for that job because we thought we might not have what it took to do the job. And so the full moon shows us where we get in our own way. And then we use the two weeks of the waning moon as the moon gets smaller to let go, to let go of those 
limiting beliefs, to let go of the ways that we sabotage, to let go of the ways that we abandon, to let go of even people, situations, jobs, anything in our life we don't need. And so when we start to live with the moon by this, every single, we have 13 lunar cycles a year. We have 13 chances every year to check in with what is it I really want? Am I heading in the direction I want to go? If not, why not? Where do I get in my own way? And you'll start to see it over again. You'll be like, oh, there's that same thing I do over and over again. And then we can work with the seasons as well, because what I often do is I'll set an intention at a moon that might be a little smaller intentions for the next kind of 28, 29 days with the moon. But then I'll set seasonal intentions for spring, for summer, for autumn, for winter. And when we combine and this is all the world around us. Like we can, we can see the seasons changing with our eyes. We can see the moon in the sky with our. They are beautiful, constant reminders of that intention you set yourself a few weeks ago. What are you doing to take yourself towards it? And we get mm-hmm. these constant checking points that help us then take a conscious control over our own lives. So we don't just get to November and go, "Oh, that manifesting stuff doesn't work for me. Doesn't work. Tried it once. Doesn't work." We get to see the process where we get in the way, where we sabotage it, where we allow other people's opinions to knock us off track. So the people go, you're going to do what? We get to see those things and we get to work on them and take that conscious control. That's when life gets really magical. A hundred percent. And those check-ins are so pivotal, like you say, because we can just breeze through half the year and think, la, 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 la. Oh God, it's June, right? Okay. I've got six months left to hit these goals. So like you say, those check-in points, spring, summer, autumn, winter are just perfect to be like, right, what action have I taken? What action do I need to take? Do I need to give this more energy? So I think the seasons are that beautiful reminder and support our manifestations in those different energies as well. Um, you know, they bring different energies and different benefits with each season. So I think it's nice to work with nature and work with those energies to then supercharge our desires and, you know, see that progress, see that fruition coming in with your desires. So yeah, for me, like manifesting with the summer solstice has been like something I've done for a couple of years now. And so, so powerful every single time because you're supported with that energy as well. And, you know, just these simple rituals that we can do, you know, have so much impact on our lives, but it's it's having the tools and knowledge to do it. <laughs> so. That's why I did so many seasons the way I did broken down into each season because even when we work with the astrological seasons, like the astrological seasons, every sign has different traits and qualities mm. and shadow sides and positive sides. And when we get to work with those energies, I've given daily rituals in that book. I've given rituals that we can do for each turning point of the wheel of the year. I've given things to work on with each zodiac sign. So even if you don't want to necessarily believe in the moon or whatever, there's still ways that you can connect at the start of every season and notice what nature's doing. And then you're not doing it on your own. You can go out there and walk in an abundant lush field and feel nature at full abundance and feel what it feels like to feel that abundance in nature all around you. The same way you can walk through crunchy leaves and see nature just completely shed and let go. So it offers again and an extra layer of support for me that if ever in my own life I'm not seeing it I then just go and look around me and I'm like well there it is it's there around me all the time yeah so true so true so what are some of your favorite or top rituals Kirsty, that you'd like to do to manifest with nature Oh, I so I have a really big thing about I like to bury things with nature so I very often will set 
intentions on crystals and things and bury them with nature. I like to do a lot of kind of water ceremony, burning ceremonies, fire ceremonies. So I work a lot in nature in that way, even just um, allowing something. And it, it, it all... I'd, I'd love to say here as well, try and make sure if you're working with nature, it's yours that as much as you can, it all comes from nature. So you'll notice in the book, I've talked about people will go and tie wishes on hawthorn trees. But if we're tying things that aren't biodegradable, if we're tying things that aren't nature, that's when we're getting kind of a sticky relationship with nature. So it might even be that you go and find leaves and just whisper to the leaves of what you want to let go of and put them in a stream and just watch the manifestation of those leaves just leaving and feel as though I love to get in fresh water just washing water over myself I love to get feet on the earth and feel as though I can send roots and anchors down into the earth as well um I spend a lot of time with trees so if ever I um I'm at a place in life where I need extra grounding or answers or guidance I spend a lot of time with trees just seeking their wisdom guidance i'm normally out in nature every morning around 6 6 30 i love to get up with the sun and just be out and it set it just sets my day up in such a beautiful powerful way um but i'm very like you i my solstice is equinoxes and then new moon rituals are something i i very rarely skip mm. um just working with nature on that turning point of the year or the turning point of the lunar cycle because you've got the whole energy of the universe on your side so it might just be a simple ritual of writing down three things that you want and putting them somewhere you can see them as a reminder every day. What are you doing to get towards that? What are you doing to get towards that? Rituals can be as complex and complicated or as simple as we want to make them. And it's that personal practice, isn't it, of making it your own, yeah. feeling into it, feeling into what feels good, because that's what's going to get you the results that you want. If you're doing a ritual or practice that doesn't feel good or doesn't bring you joy, you know, it's not going to create much from that. So it's, yeah. you know, finding your rituals with it, but also making it your own, making it with nature yeah. and having that sacred connection. Definitely. Yeah. And that's what I always like to try and do. I like to try and empower people. And I put this in the beginning of the book that I can share all of this with you from my lived experience, but you need to go and develop your own relationship with nature the same ways we need to develop our own relationship with our spirit guides or the universe or source or the goddess or God or any other name you want to give it. And it's when we find people that I'm the only person that can tell you what ritual to do. That's when things get a bit sticky for me. I want to empower other people. So it's like you find your truth. My morning Mm -hmm. ritual might not work for you, beautiful you go find one that does and so it's also empowering people to trust themselves enough to know that their ritual is the right way for them and as long as you're communing with nature in your own way that's beautiful absolutely absolutely so Kirsty, why now more than ever do you feel we are being called back to nature I think particularly the last few years in many ways has helped as much as it was a time that um you know, probably none of us want to dwell on anymore. But I, I, I really feel like that over that time, people were really looking for answers. The world as we knew it, the kind of corporate, man-made, greed, power, corruption, control world, I think a lot of that came to light a lot more over the past few years. But even the world as we all knew it suddenly stopped. Mm-hmm. And for many people, life made no sense anymore. And for, for me, with a, with a strong spiritual practice, I was able to navigate the past few years because I had a very deep belief that my soul's chosen to be here at this time. My soul wouldn't have chosen anything it knew I couldn't get through. And I'm meant to be here on this earth at this time to go through what we're going through now. 
but I feel like if you didn't have a strong spiritual foundation, I think the world got very, very confusing and very, very scary for many, many people. And I think then people started to look for answers and started to find them then in the moon, the planets, the stars and nature. And equally, whereas before, as I mentioned at the start of this podcast, we would be very disconnected, like, oh, nature, nothing to do with me we started to like be able to wander our house outside in nature more. Like the only time we were allowed to leave our houses was that nature walk. And mm. people went in nature more, even if that's just on their street. I think people started to look up more and notice, oh, that tree's got leaves now. It didn't have leaves the other day. Oh, look, there's a flower appearing now. Oh, wow, look at that flower. So I think just spending more time in the way that we did enabled us to connect more to nature. And I think nature held many of us in those times without us really knowing what was going on. But I just feel like it was a very big wake up call for a lot of people. And when we started to look for the answers, we realized that they've been there all around us all the time. And it's beautiful to see so many people reconnecting. Yeah, 100%. And like you say, I remember going on those nature walks and just being so submerged in nature and just feeling so much peace. And, you know, for myself, a lot was falling away in my life at that time. And like for all of us, and, you know, that nature walk, that nature submersion I used to do was just so healing in so many ways. Um, And I think, you know, like you say, a lot of us have carried that forward with I don't want to lose that now. Like I don't want to go back to how it was before or I don't want to lose that connection. So it's great that so many people are slowing down again and listening and looking up, like you say. Yeah, exactly. So Kirsty, my last question to you today then is what is one piece of life advice that you'd like to leave my lovely listeners with? Get outside. <laughs> connect. <laughs> I mean, just connect to nature in any way that you can whenever you need an answer whenever you're going through anything start to look to nature for that guidance and I honestly believe that nature reminds us of our own true nature and so on just a a very kind of basic level there is so much scientific evidence out there now of time in nature and how it affects us just that should be enough to want to get people outside but when we start to go deeper the same, I honestly believe the same life force energy that moves through nature that grows those leaves and those flowers and tells them when to leave is the same life force energy that grows our hair and nails. Like we, we are nature and our ancestors again would worship the divine in nature. So they saw the divine gods and goddesses in streams and trees and coves and we disconnected that. And that, that's a whole other kind of podcast for another time. But kind of when the church came in, they didn't want a worship that anyone could go to they wanted to put something in between being able to worship and so nature worship was turned or worship was turned from nature to to man and in that we lost a connection to our own true nature we lost a connection to our own divinity and when we connect with nature I truly believe that one of the reasons we feel so good after time in nature and people can't necessarily explain it is because we've remembered who we are We've remembered Mm. we're made of stardust. We've remembered that there is this bigger guiding force out there in the world if we just surrender to it and trust in it. And so, again, it takes us out of those human problems of trying to push and force and fight. And I want to fit that in there into just like, what if I just let this go and trusted it was all being taken care of? 
And when we start to move through nature and we start to feel her life force energy move through us and we start to hear the whispers on the breeze and feel what it feels like to have your feet on the earth, I really believe it helps to remember who we really are. So remember your own true nature through nature. Just get outside and remember who you are. Remember the power source that you've got to connect to. Turn off the TV and go and stand in a field and remember your power. Amen to that. Amazing advice. Thank you, Kirsty. So where can my listeners find you if they want to learn more about your work or check out your books? I would love that. Kirsty Gallagher everywhere. So Kirsty Gallagher on Instagram, Kirsty Gallagher website, Kirsty Gallagher Facebook, Kirsty Gallagher YouTube, and um, Kirsty Gallagher every everywhere. So yeah, I try and share as much as I can on all those platforms. So um yeah, and then all the books. I mean this is book number four. I'm writing book number five at the moment. Um, that will be out next year. So yeah, hopefully lots more to come as well. Exciting stuff. And we'll put a clickable link to Kirsty's website and Instagram in the description below so you can go and have a look easily and accessibly at her work. But thank you so much, Kirsty. It's been a, such a joy chatting with you today, oh, diving into all things nature and going deeper with it. And I'm sure everybody listening has taken so much away from this and is going to have so much fun on the autumn equinox so thank you so much so thank you for having me so thank you so much gorgeous souls for listening to today's episode i really hope you enjoyed kirsty and i's conversation as always you can find a clickable link in the description below to kirsty's work and if you want to learn anything more about myself my videos my coaching my books or anything else that i have to offer you can find it all at emmamumford.co.uk So thank you so much, gorgeous souls, for listening. I appreciate all your views and listens. Don't forget to subscribe if you're new here because I would love, love to see you again soon. Don't forget you can also join my free Law of Attraction support group over on Facebook where you can join myself and other like-minded souls where we talk all things Law of Attraction and spirituality. I hope you have a fabulous week, whatever you're up to, and I'll see you all on my next podcast episode, which will be next week. Lots of love. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.